With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. Here are some things that the great luminaries of our time say about winning. For me, the best thing about winning an award is when the people cheer for your win. When you can see that the people really are happy that you're winning something. That's the most rewarding thing in the world. Busta rhymes. Winning doesn't really matter as long as you win. Vinny Jones. It's simple. If it jiggles, it's fat. Arnold Schwarzenegger. After those insights, I'm Trev Downey, one of life's great losers. But to balance things out, I'm joined by two men who define the term winner, Carl Kopak and Cam Branch. Good evening, Carl. How are you? So this is Anfield sign. It's there to remind our lads who they're playing for and to remind the opposition who they're playing against. Cool, Cam. Good evening, Cam. What's shaking with you? Normally, these kinds of things are more for the fans and the supporters who are doing this kind of stuff to get out the adrenaline they have inside of them or just the emotions. For me, it was more like some, it was more something like extra motivation to sit on the bus and to feel already something like hate, you know, which is, of course, not a good thing, but also quite normal in football. For me, it was more something like an extra push as if it was needed, but obviously we couldn't show that on the pitch. I'll tell you what, it seems as if you boys have taken the whole winning quotes things a bit more seriously than I have there. I very, very, very enjoyed <laughs> that very much. Uh, I, I just thought I'd throw in a bit of irony there just for the, for the crack, but I do like the way that you've gone with this. Um, I know, Cam, because I heard your um, horse tones in a car with uh, a pair of mentalists uh, Gags Tandon and Nina Kezer in the immediate aftermath I listened to your pod today while I was in the gym uh, and the excitement levels were at an all time high it was lovely to hear um, tell me a little bit about your immediate reaction to being in the thick of it yesterday put the match to one side the atmosphere from before during and after even just walking back to the car it is something I have never, ever had the privilege to experience in my life. To put it into words is, is really, really difficult. And, but to have been there, to have been in the thick of it, to have started the LA chance at the perfect moment as the Liverpool coach was coming past and everybody joined in with me. And we started doing the LA, LA as the coach was just going right by us. It was unbelievable. 
you know, it was just a, it was something else yesterday. You know what I mean, you the, said the, so. The, you said you said something on the pod, uh, Cam, which kind of stuck with me because of the sincerity of it in 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 the moment. Um, and you're a guy who's been going to Anfield for a good few years, like myself and Carl have. Uh, so yeah. you have a lot of memories built up there. You remember when things were good. And you've been through the mm-hmm. bad times, but you've been through a lot of very uh, happy moments there in that ground, in that sacred place for us. But you said that that was yes. as good, if not better, than anything that you'd ever experienced. I thought that was a particularly striking thing to say. Yeah, I mean, my most uh, memorable moment and game will always be the Olympiacos game for me um, in 2004. Uh, December 2004 it was um, I wasn't privileged enough to have got tickets for the two Chelsea semi-finals so I couldn't compare it yesterday against that so I asked uh, Harinda today and I said you, you were there at the Chelsea game and I said how would you compare and he goes it was on a par but I can't believe that I don't believe it was on a par mm-hmm. I, I refuse to believe it because there was a moment during that game yesterday where all four stands where everybody was stood up and everybody was doing the We Conquer Europe song and everybody, it was in tune and I've never, I can't imagine that during those two Chelsea semi-finals that something like that happened. Not that That is the defining moment for me and I said it yesterday, whoever wrote that song Take a yeah, it's a belter. It's a belter, and to, yeah. to, to get four-sided engagement with anything other than um, "You'll Never Walk Alone" is is quite something. I I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, yeah. So that that is, that is remarkable. Yeah. Carl, what was your what was your uh, level of engagement with the match yesterday? How did you experience that? I was eating pizza with my mates uh, <laughs> while while it was on. I, I was going to say about the LA LA song actually. I was at Salas Park on Saturday. And I think what makes that song so good in stadium, stadiums is the fact that you start bouncing before the chorus. That, that yeah. I, I think that's a really, really big deal because like you know, everyone's like going, da, da, da. everyone's rushing through the verse just so they can get to the uh, hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah, but yeah, and it makes a massive difference. It really does. Um, and yeah, and uh, I'll be honest, Solos Park was pretty good on Saturday as well. I enjoyed that. But l- last night it was. Um, I watched it with two of my mates in my mate's flat. Uh, I couldn't go up because uh, I had stuff to do today and yesterday. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, I, I, I've written a piece for the afternoon next about it. It's not out yet, but I've just basically said, this, this is what we wait for. This is, this is worth going through, you know, being beaten by Blackpool at home. You know, this is what, this is about, you know, getting beat and stoked by 6 1. This is why you stick through this sort of thing. Aston Villa, Wembley is an appalling day for Liverpool. You do that so you can go have days like this where you're just thinking, all being well, semi-finals in the European Cup. Yeah, that's a, that's just that's that's dreamland. That's you know, yeah. this is where you want to be, and you know the next stage is to get there regularly. You know we're not there yet. You know we'll, we'll come to that. But um, I used that phrase. I used that phrase a lot last night, Carl, myself, dreamland, because that's exactly what I felt. But uh, a combination of the results, of the way things went, of the atmosphere that seemed to be around beforehand. I'll, I'll be honest. I took a, a sadistic pleasure from all the stuff that people were 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 um, getting moralistic about. We'll we'll talk about that in depth in a moment. Everything about that for me was just the perfect sort of uh, the perfect storm, and I, I enjoyed the bejesus out of it. But I mean, like you mentioned, Sellers Park as well, and you know, this is 
something I've just mentioned in a previous show there with Jan Mulby. This is exactly what we need to be doing now. This is a team that is showing a new side to it, a side that can do what it did on Saturday and eke out a win um, and, and, and be resilient in that way. And a team who can do, which we didn't think they could. You know, we, we always knew we could blitz a team. But to be able yep. to hang on and get that precious clean sheet, as you said, this is dreamland stuff. And now we've given ourselves a real chance. I'm celebrating the second half as much as the first, honestly, because they're such a good side. I think Leroy Sané is generally one of the greatest players in Europe. Today. I really do. And he had his last show to him yesterday by a 19-year-old laughing by Derby. I know I talk about him too much and everything, but that's huge for me. Um, and it's the three goals are great and everything, but it's for me, it's Man City nil. The only people in this tie who can score an away goal now is Liverpool. They've had their chance. They didn't score an away goal at Anfield. That's just for, for me. That's 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 the same feeling I've, I got when when uh, um, uh, Oxford Chamberlain um, spotted the ball in <laughs> from Alan Parra was. That, that ball's still moving, by the way. I think. Um, yeah. And it just it, uh, that's enormous for me. That's just it's not just scoring the goals because we did that at the league game as well, and then we sort of went to pieces when we panicked. There was absolutely no panic yesterday. Quarter final of the Champions League. One of the best teams in Europe. Keep it coming, lads. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have a shot. We yeah. just, we just, we just, I mean, we couldn't get out of our own half. And the, the manager's right to say we didn't play enough football in the second half, but we, we did that at Anfield. And credit where it's due, and Cam, again, back to you as a fellow standing in the middle of it there yesterday, and where, where all of us would like to have been. Credit where it's due, a massive amount that was down to, um, the absolute frenzy created by people um, before and during the game. Um, and I don't care about nobody on that um, because there was a lot of sniffling uh, and a lot of sneering and a lot of uh, looking down the nose going on from fans of different clubs, all of them trying to get involved. They're all absolutely um, stung to the core today and they're getting involved again. And it's just beautiful. I'm licking the tears uh, that are sweeping from their faces. It's so good to enjoy that nonsense from idiots who want to who want to come and have a little bit of a pop. But the atmosphere was absolutely critical in many many ways. Even if it was only just to show that we can actually do that in a way that nobody else in this league, nobody else in that country can do it. You know, it, 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 it's just something that you were a part of yesterday. Did you take a pride in that? Like I say, let's take it, let's factor it out of having any bearing on City's mentality. Let's factor it out of having any bearing on Liverpool's on-pitch mentality. And let's just say, this is how we do things. This is how we show, show support for our team. And we do it better than anyone. And I take a degree of pride in that. And, you know, in the, in the likes of yourselves who contributed to it, it must be lovely to be in there. It was an honour and it was a privilege. Um, and I was truly blessed um, and, I'm not, and this isn't a Brian Blessed quote or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was truly blessed and extremely fortunate uh, to have been there yesterday. And uh, I take great pride in being there yesterday. I take great pride in um, playing my part um, in contributing to that atmosphere yesterday. I had a, one of my scummy man nephews. <laughs> he knows I love him. He knows I love him. Um, uh, he phoned me today and he said, um, what was it like? He was asking me the same thing. He was in awe. And mm. what, what people, um, what these, these fans of these other clubs don't realize is we don't have those atmospheres 
for those teams because they're not they're not irrelevant or anything like that but they're not they're not generating that passion and desire within us to do it last night was the champions league quarter final and if it was the if it was real madrid coming in the group stage and and it was that Klopp team I reckon we would have done the same thing again because it was Real Madrid. Now I'm not trying to belittle other lesser teams, but we we want to show we want to show our our team that we are there. We are the top man. Me and Nina were walking past the top man last night down the Walton Brett Road, and I said, "That's what we were." Yeah, that's it, exactly it, it, what we were. It's that there competition, though, isn't it? Yeah, there was fifty-one thousand, just over fifty-one thousand Liverpool fans in there last night. Take out the 2,800, whatever it was for Man City, who never sang Blue Moon once. Let's not forget that as well. Did you hear the Man City fans singing any point? They had, one, they, they had one attempt at a snidey song in response, and then they were just completely quiet. They were, and, were gone. And, uh, they gone. were destroyed. Yeah, out, yeah. Out, 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 of, destroyed. out of contention. Yeah. Um, in terms of any contribution to the atmosphere at all, just yeah. like w- one shitty, snidey song about history or, or atmosphere or something like that, and that was it. It was all over. And like I say, they like couldn't do nothing. It, it, it's it's one of those beautiful occasions to, to have been part of. I do envy about, about that immensely. Let's let's get this um, thorny issue out of the way so we can quite literally and then also metaphorically park this freaking bus. We need to talk about it. I know, Carl, you've engaged the uh, keyboard on this issue. Um, I've been speaking about myself on two separate podcasts, so I have thoughts. We had, in the immediate build-up to the match, um, some missiles and bits and bobs getting thrown. I saw a very revealing uh, video just before we've gone live here from the Man City bus um, with some unfortunate epithets getting thrown around from the, the very staff talking about the people around them. I guess they felt a bit intimidated, who'd have thought? But the missiles that were hitting the side of the bus and all the rest of it, I say missiles, you know, the half-empty cans and half-empty bottles and all the rest of it, um, it's been, um, I think, blown out of all proportion. However, we cannot and we should not say that it is in any way okay we had a situation which I was massively pissed off about, which was in the immediate build-up to this huge freaking game, the biggest game in recent years for this club. Some knobheads made it possible and necessary for Jurgen Klopp to have to come out and apologize on behalf of the club, saying, I really don't understand that we tried everything to avoid a situation like that. Um, I have to say sorry about it for Liverpool FC. We have a statement from the club, which is... I said it last night, and I'll say it to you again, Carl, I'm interested in your take here. This statement to me says everything about the culture that we live in as opposed to as opposed to anything else. It, we live in this culture of offense where everybody's got to be worried about and anything that anybody could possibly take the wrong way has to be accepted and has to be pandered to. And when we have our club saying, we apologize unreservedly to Pep Guardiola, his players, staff and officials caught up in the incident. The behavior of a number of individuals is completely unacceptable and the club will cooperate fully with the authorities to identify those responsible. The priority now is to establish the facts and offer Manchester City whatever support is necessary. Carl, give me your take on this, will you? Disclaimer, 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 isn't it? It's let us off. It's must not let us off. It's, it's look, we're doing all we can. Um, and my take on it is you shouldn't be throwing bottles at people. Uh, and because, you know, 
the coach can take it, but both things are going over the top of the coach, isn't it, and other people? You know, that's that's not on. And it's no sti- one stickhead behavior. It is. No, no one's saying that to the coach. No, no one is saying, ah, oh, yeah, but you know, but it is. What I can't get beyond. I mean, I'm completely in support of people saying that was out of order. Of course it wasn't. There are going to be uh, the club are going to look at people, you know, and what have you. And that, that's fine. I understand that completely. Um, what it doesn't do, it's 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 talk sport and people like that. It's phoning. It's radio Merseyside. It's people saying things like. We should be playing game behind closed doors now. This has been building up for ages, and they don't, there's no reason why we should be greeting the team. And it's intimidating, and you know, and it's not, and you know, and oh, what does Zurich get involved in all this sort of thing? The only thing that was wrong with that last night is the biggest thing is that people were throwing glass at people, and I'm, I completely, I'm, I'm on board with that. A lot, I, I said stupidly last night because I, I hadn't seen the footage that you know. If, if we get if, if a bit of broken glass gives us an advantage, I'm taking it. Then I saw the fussy thought, you know what? No, that's right. That's too much. But what I can't get on board with at all is the shitty little Heisel references. This is not fucking Heisel. This is dickheads throwing things. Um, I can't get on board with oh, the hand wringing. It, it's a nature trap more than anything else. It's the fucking fake indignation of it all. Mm. I said to my friend about ten minutes ago. We lose two 0 No one says a word about this whatsoever. I do you think not, that's the case. Do you not see it as a microcosm of the way society is at the moment? It is. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it is full fucking outrage everywhere. Yeah, you've got, and I have to say, and I, he's a man I admire immensely. But the manager of Manchester City didn't help in his pre-match comments comparing it to Dortmund, uh, the Dortmund situation. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's a bomb. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and after. Afterwards, talking about he didn't expect it from uh, this prestigious club. I didn't expect it. These kind of things, and talking about the protection, his snidey comments towards the um, the security staff. Uh, none of that is helpful. Um, but it is very much. Uh, and Cam, I'll come to you on this. It is very much people reaping what they sowed in 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 a way that they met. It's entirely deliberate. The media wanted this. I say the media I sound like a tinfoil hat wearer. I mean. I mean the mainstream media. I mean the guys who were doing the report on the match on Irish TV today who did a bit about the bus, showed the goals going in, and they did another bit about the bus. So it was... Oh, it was about this today as well. Yeah, two-thirds to one-third uh, about the freaking bus. Um, this is basically a story that was created in advance, and now they're milking the others of it. Is, is that, does that sound fair, uh, Cam, or am I, am I being... Like, I'm, I'm nobody, like there's, no, there's zero condoning going on here but it does seem to me as if it's just people wanted this so badly now they've got it uh they they poke and poke until they have it and now they have it they're not going to let it go and as carl says the outrageous comparisons the idiotic talk about the extent of it it's just not helpful at all and it's it's a, a complete media uh circus at this stage yep there's you're totally right there i mean we we've said it before there's a there's a media bias agenda, whatever you want to call it, against Liverpool Football Club. There has been for years. You know, that's pretty much proven. And they blew it all out of, they blew it out of proportion when that flyer went round. And, you know, I don't know if Man City made a complaint or not about it and, you know, expressing their fears because people were going to get injured and, and, the, the idiots who threw the cans and the bottles and everything, it was disgusting. I mean, a can blew over my head 
as the, the Man City coach was coming past us. Uh, we don't know who threw it. It's, you know, some, it's on my Twitter feed, you know, the video, you might notice it, something threw it, went over my head. Now, if a half empty bottle is thrown and somebody misfroze it and it hits and it hit me in the head, say, or it hit Nina in the head or it hit Gags in the head and it gashes the head open and we have to take him to hospital. Is that acceptable? No. No, it's not. What guarantees that you throw something, you're going to hit that coach? What, why, if you were in the ground, would you be throwing bottles at the opposition band, opposition players? Have you got another reason? John O'Reese has got a statue, I'll have you know. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was sending us photographs via the, via the medium of, of, of Twitter during the week to show us that he has a statue uh, with a big double width head on him these days. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do love him dearly. The the the, the massive uh, un- underbridge troll that he's become. But I have to say, I have to say, uh, Cam, this is the thing, isn't it? It, it? This is what sticks in the craw. Is that there is a point that all these people have? It's just the outrageous, um, the the faux outrage the exaggeration, all these things are completely uh, unnecessary. I suppose we shouldn't just bite too much and we should just let it go at this stage. I know that there was uh, some official stuff. There was uh, uh, actual four charges uh, for breaches of discipline from UEFA um, issued today for throwing objects, acts of damage and crowd disturbance. Um, But What date is that? What date is that hearing? The 31st of May is when UEFA's control disciplinary body will deal with the case. And I, I, I think I know where you're going with this because you're probably thinking, well, if, we're, if we manage to, to squeak past into the last four and then who knows what will happen at that stage, you know, at least um, it's not going to be an issue until after that. But uh, that would be the least of our worries. Let's just worry about the, the about exactly. Tuesday. Let's worry about Tuesday. Yeah. Let's 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 start talking about it. But uh, can I just ask one question? I don't know if either of you know the answer to this. Go ahead. 2016, Upton Park, last game at Upton Park, West Ham versus Man United. Their coach was seriously destroyed. What punishment did West Ham get? Did I they have to play. Did they have to play any game behind closed doors? I don't, well, I, I think that certainly didn't happen, but Carl might have no. heard more because you're, you're, you're up there around that manner. Carl, any ideas? Not at all. Uh, I don't I, think they did. I mean, if I'm wrong, shoot me. Yeah. But I don't think they played any game behind closed doors. Oh, why no, would no, God, not at all. No. no. So why would Liverpool Football Club be expected to play you, a game you, now behind closed doors? You know, that, that's just, that's, that's the kind of mischief making that you could expect was going to happen today. And, and that's what, that's the media for you. Yeah, and, and also, the fans, and I think what we should do is probably treat that with the disdain it deserves, uh, yes. and worry, worry about talking about our team and how absolutely fucking incredible they are, because last night, uh, was as good a half of football, Carl, as you were going to see from any side, um, in this, uh, year or two years or three year cycle. It was majestic in terms of, uh, ticking all the boxes that you would hope to, t- to take. And l- listen, it was by no means a straightforward thing. And the balance was shifting either way in the opening 10 minutes, let's say. And even in the immediate aftermath of their goal, uh, there was a counter-attack, or our goal, there was a counter-attack for them. Things could have gone quite different. And Manchester City are a 
a joint favourite for this trophy for a reason. Manchester City are strolling to the league for a reason. They are an excellent, excellent football team, the likes of which we haven't quite seen for a while. But it does say something about Jurgen Klopp and the way that he's developing a team that can do the needful against Crystal Palace when the pressure's on. And by the way, thereby relieving a bit of pressure on Saturday. We'll talk about that later on. And then do the needful in the second half, which you said you particularly reveled in. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go further. Um, the greatest problem we can play Man City is three and a lot in the first leg. No one's saying we're through. I mean, they're that good. They're that good. Man City are a hell of a side. And for us to go out, we knew how this was going to go. Um, and I mentioned last week got a, a chat I had with Tony Evans where he said, "I said he's going, he's going to go out and attack." And we, and we both said, "Well, what else can he do?" That's what Klopp does. He goes out and attacks. I wasn't expecting that second half, but. Um, did I was thinking three and a half time? If this goes three two, it's going to feel a bit bittersweet. But it'd be nice to beat them. And at three nil, you think we should beat them. And um, but for us to go out and absolutely, he just got everything right. He start, he got the, he got the start eleven right. He got um, he got the positions right. He played narrow from the full backs. Um, he didn't take the piss by his swamping and, um, and and leaving you know basically even holes at the get at the back or anything like that. He just got it absolutely right. And I don't think Guardiola did, um, which obviously sounds wise after the event, because I, I, no, I have no idea why I didn't play Sterling, to be honest, because Sterling and Sané with De Bruyne in the middle of the split silver scares the shit out of me, to be honest. Um, and we just went out and said, OK, well, Liverpool, we'll just do this now. And we get the first goal. Thank you, Kyle Walker. Um, the second goal is ridiculous. And the third one is, is Crawford of the season. And it's just, Delightful, just absolutely delightful. And t- talk to me a little bit then about what you mentioned earlier on about the the almost. Uh, let's say it was after the event. It wasn't during the event. The second half was not an enjoyable half to live through, and it was literally I found myself working through the clock, minute by minute. There's another minute gone. There's another minute gone. Yeah, that's the that's way what I you was. Because that's I, what you think. Yeah. It was it was incremental amounts of, of of satisfaction as we got through the bloody thing and I was thinking, well, they're probably not going to score two now, so we're still alive. Well, they're probably not going to score one now, so we're still alive. Um, Christ, are we getting a clean sheet? And that's how I was approaching that second half. Now, I honestly do think if it hadn't been for the Salah injury, we might have posed more of a threat because they were getting increasingly desperate as the game went on. And to be fair to them, their tactics were quite limited. And Cam, you were watching this from whatever perch you had on the cop. Did you think, um, and is it fair to say that maybe uh, Jurgen Klopp is one of the few guys who can sort of occasionally get into Pep Guardiola's head? Because whatever I said about him earlier on, I admire the bejesus of him as a football man, a guy who's had a, an impact on the game in a way that not many people do and how it's played. But Jurgen Klopp seems to have something, um, a way of getting in on him that makes Guardiola think about what he's going to do ahead of the match. He certainly questions his, himself, doesn't he? Um, I wouldn't say Klopp's got his number, but uh, he's got a fraction of it, that's for sure. And um, where we were that second half, I was trying as hard as I could not to look at the clock. I Ooh. didn't want to look at the clock because... Looking at the clock was making every second more torturous. 
Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they they call it clock watching for a reason. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but one thing I will say, um, and I, I, I want your take on this. You felt we were hanging on in the second half. You said earlier. No, I didn't say. Like I, I said, I was hanging on. I was. Oh, hanging sorry, on. sorry. It was yeah. very, very much the way I was approaching it. Was oh, right, right. right. No, let, 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 let's eat yeah. through this in little chunks, and yeah, uh, we had the opening sequence and the next sequence and next. Oh, and no, then it was. I, I, I meant right early at the beginning of the. Uh, one of the, you said earlier, you, we, we hang. You know, we we were dominant in the first half, and we were hanging on in the second half. I, I don't think they troubled us that much in the second half. They had all the possession in the world. They pushed us back. They just pushed us back. We, we were they, they, they pushed us back. They pushed us back is one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that we ceded um, territory and possession, uh, yeah. and and they're both probably equally valid. Those elements of both to them. But what I would say, and Carl, I'll come back to you on this. Uh, sorry, Carl, I, I don't know if if, if you're if you're quite finished that point, but I'll, I'll come back to you on this. Watching the game as a whole. Um, Again, to get back to this idea of Guardiola and how he's going, uh, going uh, how he approached it. Because let's be honest, he certainly won't do it the second time. But last night, uh, they had a plan. The plan was, let's get the ball to Sané. Then they had a second plan when they brought on, uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, but the two plans who were. Who was lively. Yeah, yeah. Who was lively. But the two plans were pretty much identical, Carl. And, um, Sané was the out ball and Sané was the one who found himself in possession all the time and it'll bring us back into talking about a man I know you want to have a chat about who's uh, Trent so talk to me about the apparently limited nature of of, of the tactics employed by Guardiola on the night and whether you think uh, that was our one shot at them being that uh, blunt as an attacking instrument well, well Guardiola says something really really interesting for the game he said Liverpool like to attack the space that we're not in. And he sort of basically implied that we're the only team that really does that. With the particular with the three lads who've got up front and the fact they cross over all the time. I mean, Firmino's had better games than yesterday. Well, by God, he puts his shift in and does not make those centre-backs work. And I, th- I think it was interesting that he wanted to win Guardiola yesterday. He wanted to win at Anfield. He wanted to make the second leg nice and easy. And I just don't think he was prepared for, despite the fact what happened in the league game, I don't think he was quite prepared for that onslaught that was happening. And it's not as if we were laying seats to their goal or anything. It was goal one, quick down the sides, one nil. Goal two, shot from nowhere. Goal two, goal three, their heads went. And you can't have your heads going a two nil in an away game in the Champions League game. Um, not, not against that forward line. Um, I think so that they were quite limited. Um, there was lots of people. Talking about Gundogan and the fact that he was playing wide and he likes to be in central midfield, and I think that's really got it wrong, to be honest, because that's the first time I've seen Fernandinho absolutely bossed by Liverpool midfield in all the games he's played against us. He and lost I think in the uh, January game as well. But yeah, but, but, but then for the second half he was so, so, second half he was basically Aguero impression. He was not Aguero, um, uh, and I know he's doing a lot with, with Bernardo Silva when he came on. Yeah, and um, I just thought he, he's, he worries me. Well, they all worry me, to be honest. But I just thought it was really interesting the way, the way City just sort of... They had, they had their little start of thinking, now what do we do? And you don't expect to see that from the league champions. I thought that was really interesting. 
if you look at um, the game last night and we try to, because look, let's face it, we're not, we don't have the time and there have been a million pods in the interim who've, who've done the match analysis. I'm more interested in issues and leading into the next game with those issues. If we take it as read that we're going to have um, Aguero to face up to, who's going to be a completely different prospect, that we yep. may have uh, Raheem Sterling starting away from the cauldron that is Anfield, who'll be a completely different prospect. Immediately, they're scarier. Um, it's a matter of that thing that you said uh, there a second ago, Carl, which is you can't, your heads can't go as a unit against the potent for- forward line um, who are really in free-flowing uh, uh, state. So if we do concede a goal um, at the Etihad, if we concede a second goal at the Etihad, we have to underline, we have to stop, we have to stop the flow at that point. Now, in previous years and in this year a little bit, on rare occasions, we've seen that uh, defensive heads can go. But since Van Dijk's arrival, there is a new sort of calm. Uh, Karius is very much adding to that calm. Um, when you see, for example, a man who's much maligned for fairly decent reasons, like um, like Lovren last night doing what he did, you see our two fullbacks who are comparative kids playing out of their skins and playing. And I'll have to say, I've always said this about Robertson, with a degree of maturity and just ice in their veins. Absolutely fearless. Like, Robertson will kill a ball that's coming across at 100 miles an hour on the edge of the six-yard box and then look up. Now, yeah, I, I love that. But I, I'm, I'm working my way back around to the other member of the back four is Trent because I saw this debate. Did you see it today? Between, I think it was Steve Tudor and somebody else. There was quite a few people going over and back on it about whether or not Trent was a good shout for man in the match. And what Steve was saying was, well, look, to be honest, I think Sané had an off night. Um, absolutely, your man was good, but man in the match, I'm not really sure. And I would say that early on, Trent did have a couple of shaky moments, as can often be the case. And as the match wore on, there were a couple of times where he was caught badly out of position, but we got away with it. Actually, Lovren bailed him out one time. Um, and I think Carries another time. But basically, he had a one-for match. Uh, the man the match shout, I, I can see that because I want a scouser to be man the match in a game like that at Anfield. Of course, I get yeah. that. Uh, that, that that's, that's massively important. And I see the drive for that. I see the, the, the desire for that. But here's the word. You see, you look at those guys now. and Maybe, I don't know, Lovren, I don't know. But trust is the word that comes into my mind. Yeah. Yeah, they, they all... They, they all. As a football manager, which of course I, I'm not and never have been, I always think that the most important thing is the, the the most important instruction is always stay together. That's it. You can't do it on your own. Stay together. Help your mates out. Show for them. Back them up. Drop in when they go up, and then vice versa. You know, just stay together. And that team is staying together. They did it on Saturday in the second half as well when we when we went seven two one up, um, and. We just we just stuck together because you know what Palace were going to do. Lots of big balls into the box. Stay together. Keep it. Don't let your heads go. Clear safely. Don't put everything down the pitch because it's just going to come back to you again. And that's what Robertson was good at, by the way. Robertson just doesn't lob a ball forward. He passes. That's a really, really nice thing to do. And there's an incredible trust. I think Lovren's not getting enough credit for yesterday. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was genuinely brilliant. 
Uh, no, it, that's uh, that's as good as he's ever played for yeah. the club. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think the thing with Lovren is, and irrespective of whether you want to be one of these kind of uh, rabid for uh, or against types, and and I think we've proven ourselves here to be uh, neither of those. Um, we just want to look at lads and, and talk about them in, in as real a way as we can. The guy has a, a history of, of of having a rake in him, and 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 that's what unsettles people. That's why people were disappointed to see Matip stepping out, but. That kid yesterday had the the game of his career, as far as I'm concerned. He didn't put a foot wrong. He yeah. even down to the 87th minute, winning a, a big header, a couple of great interceptions. Actually, bailed people out on occasion as well. Yeah. Um, it was it was tremendous to see. I, 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 if you were to ask me, do would I absolutely be confident of him repeating that? No, I wouldn't. But that's because of history. That's nothing to do with my my bias. That's because of what I've watched objectively as a fan. But is there the possibility, um, Cam? You haven't watched them live. Do you, if if we were to concede early at the Etihad, and let's be honest, this is a fucking superb team uh, who are going to be far strengthened in terms of their attacking options with Aguero in the ranks and probably Sterling starting. Is there a danger now? Do you fear us going to pot if we do concede a goal or maybe two in that first half, or do you think we'll just keep? plodding away and hopefully get our away goal and just put it to bed I think we um, me and Nina said it yesterday um, we need to actually go out with the same mindset that we uh, played in the first half yesterday exactly. Exactly. We, we, that by by playing that way we, we, we are actually taking the pressure off ourselves yes good point and, and by taking the pressure off ourselves that way we, uh, City are then going to be trying to hit us on the counter. We're then going to try and respond by hitting them again on the counter. And that suits us better. We want City to have the ball at the back and we want to press them high. And then that's where we're going to spring and that's where we're going to do our damage. And that's, that's how we have to play. Uh, I don't think Jurgen knows any other way to play in these type of games. He'll be thinking something similar. He won't, he won't be saying, go out and do what you did in the second half. Because let's be honest, as much as, as brilliant as Lovren was yesterday, and uh, I've been as highly critical of him as, as most people have. Once he's on the pitch, I want him to be Franco Baresi. I want him to be Cannavaro. I want him to be Yapstamp. You know, I want him to be the, the most awesome defender that there is. But do you, do you think, like you said, Trev, going by what you've seen and from him in the past and have objectively watched him, you don't know if that performance is in him again. It was his best ever performance. Let's not get away from that. You, you were 100% right in that. You know, he, he, he would have walked off that pitch and he would have been like 10 foot tall. He would have known he had a great game. But, but can we trust his mind? To, well, to he, put that, he's got to put that away. He's got to take it out of his mind now. Come next Tuesday. Well, here's another thing. They had on the night uh, another guy who had one of his best performances in in Liverpool red in Jordan Henderson. What was certainly Liverpool red was wearing the armband. Yes. Uh, he was tremendously uh, impressive in that um, withdrawn midfield role, in a way um, that uh, would really be i found it massively heartening and and carl he's not going to be there for the second leg um i don't know what the latest rumors on emirate shan are i really hope to christ that it's 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 quiet for a good reason 
Um, because without him, um, and if Chan was not there, now I, I'll be honest, I'll put my cards on the table and say I would prefer Chan in that position uh, every day of the week. And that's not again anything against Henderson. Henderson will probably still be in my midfield, but not there. But God, he was good yesterday. And when you, yeah, that, that 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 made it a six, really. Of, 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 of defensive strength. And that's, that's mass, that was massive for us with, with, with the, with the, the attacking potential of the other six. And he didn't shut up. Or the other five, rather. He, he, like, he, he didn't shut, he didn't shut up for the entire game. Very true, yeah. Yeah, even, even when he got his book and he didn't go into, he didn't go into himself. It was just astonishing. And, um, as for the second leg, I think Emery's alright, to be honest, as I might think that, but I do, because I just haven't seen anything like Matty or anything like that. Um, and, uh, I think the midfield's just been very, very similar to what we saw yesterday, the way it finished. What um, about that idea that Cam said there, just to get your thoughts on that, about, you know, I heard you not, uh, uh, making sounds of, of, of ascension there, but if, 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 if this idea of our best form of, 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 of uh, defense is attack, is there not a sort of a, a part of all of us that, you know, caution sort of starts to creep in? Will there not be, a sort of a, a limited version of what happened in the first half at best or do you think it needs to be that kind of balls out attack really go right at them because what I'm saying is say our attacks don't work out on their breaks theirs could very well and before you know it it could be a situation where it was two or three and you're, you, then we're chasing I know obviously it, 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 our job is easier if we in terms of the amount of goals we need to get I, I get that I'm not being a naysayer, but what about that idea of at least partial caution, or would you be into that at all? I think it would be the same as yesterday, to be honest. Our goals are double. It's as simple as that. Every goal we get now is double. That's that's enormous. And I I just can't see us not having a good chance at their ground. Because they can't, they're going to come at us pretty, pretty hard. But they're not going to go absolutely mad. Because they can't. Because we've got the best striker in, in, in Europe. Well, those two, those two lads in Spain are quite good. But um, we've got the third best striker in Europe. He's not even a striker. So they can't come out his full pelt anyway. One goal and we're through. That's what I'd be thinking. But at mm. the same time, I think I'm so heartened by the way we've been handling that second half. That wasn't panicky. That was, we're just going to get through this. As, as you said, we're just going to get through it minute by minute. This is a collection of minutes to get us to where we want to be. And if that's nil nil at half time, just be panicking. They might be league champions by then as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Of course, play, we can't play half and half. That that's the wrong mindset completely. You've got to have a a clear focus of how you want to play. Yeah, and, you, and, and if you think he's going to want the goal, he's going to want the goal. Would you not say that we can now? And this is it not heartening to see that we can play a kind of half and half? Not no, sorry, not at the same time, but that we can play a different style, like we did. That like we let them step onto us, which we did. That, it was, that, that was, was delivered. The free. That was because of the free. No. If it wasn't 3-0, we wouldn't have played like that. Sure, but what I'm saying is you, you can see that he did change, and we did change. And I wonder uh, if, if it will be at all tempting for him to begin in that fashion. I know what you're saying. I kind of heartily agree with it, but I just wonder, will he be tempted to, to start with that kind of more, well, uh, defense-first mindset? Or is that it's not, still... It's not, it's not the way he plays. He's never... No, it's, no, it's not really. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think that was yesterday, but it's a very big thing that that second half, didn't exactly have a choice, did we, to be honest? We were just really good. And well, City started really fast second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were just, just back and back and back. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if anyone else saw this, but this is really reminiscent for me of that game in um, the 3-2 in, in the, the, the last few games of 2013-14, where we go nil, we go 2-0 up at half-time, go in, they put James Milner on, we can't get near them for like, for, for like half an hour. Yeah. You know, wins the game, 3-2. Um, but that, that, that was really reminiscent of the thought, oh, we're going to bring James Milner on for them now. It's going to go the well, other way. It was called Raheem Sterling and he left it too late. Yeah. Yeah, and listen, um, you know, I, 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 the, the, the sort of disparaging talk about Sterling always sort of sat uneasily with me, I have to say, irrespective of what you think, uh, about the guys. He's a, he's a, he's a wonderful, he's a wonderful, I was proud of it. I'm sure you did, and you know that if I'd been standing there in the, in the stands, you would have been, I'd been elbowing And, and let me tell you, Trev, by us booing yesterday as well, that effect, that that was part of the atmosphere. It's part of what we were doing. Look at you justifying away there. <laughs> I don't need to justify it. Uh, uh, let's put it this way: you are one. I was one of fifty-one thousand. Listen, his ninety-third uh, minutes booking was celebrated as much in my living room as it was in Anfield, and he I don't. Know books what... in Anfield as well, didn't he? Yeah, he and I don't, I, don't know, I don't know why that was, but whatever sort of residual resentment I had about it came out. Uh, all my talk about trying to be, you know, uh, you know, understanding about different that's it just disappeared, and I cheered as much for that as I cheered for anything. But let's just talk disgusted about disgusted by you, Danny. I'm disgusted. I know, fella. I know. Goes against all let, your morals. Let's let's talk about a, a massive issue, which is our man um, Mo Salah, and talking about talking about the match that's coming up at the weekend, which he probably wouldn't have featured in anyway, and talking about the match that's coming up on Tuesday, which is now, as each game sequentially will be, as we if if we manage to move on, the biggest game in recent years, blah blah blah. Did you see the pictures? You did see the pictures of Mo and some sort of contraption scanner t- type thing or something like that with his legs crossed, which is nice and relaxing looking. Um, but I don't want to see him in thing like that, like some sort I've of. I've got a point about that, by the way. Talk to me about it, yeah. It, it, Trevor, as, as we've discussed before, you and I have been in more MRI machines than most people. That's a they fact. Always, they always say don't move. My first thought was, are they going to scan his groin if he's got his legs crossed? I'm probably completely wrong on that. This is medics laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> but that was my first thought. Was, well, my, there. You've got to sit rigid, I My first thought was, how is he allowed to have his freaking phone in there? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I Be- haven't seen his pictures. So because, because uh, like, I mean, that's Metallic the... Metallic, uh, for a start. It's a magnet. Exactly, and normally, <laughs> no, normally, you know, when I'm going in there so they can see what sort of bullshit is happening inside my head this week, um, it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I don't care what anyone says about that. That's a scary fucking place to be, right? You know, Carl, it's a scary place to it's be. Li- literally being held down by your face. Yeah. That's how bad that now, thankfully, they're just looking at, at, at Mo's groin and, and dangly bits up there we, in the standing that. area. And we've all had a little, we've all done that. But, but, but like, I mean, I suppose what I'm saying to you is the comparative quiet around it. I'm, I'm sort of half braced for bad news Pierce telling me that he's out for the season. I don't know why that is. And I, even saying it out loud gives me the fucking fear. But I mean, we've got a game now on Saturday and I want to assess from both of you because Jesus Christ, we're running out of time. Look at the state of us talking about football. Um, I, I want to assess from the state of you or from the pair of you. What? is the current state of play in your mind about the importance of this match on Saturday. Let's not in any way disrespect that it's a derby. Let's not in any way pretend that 
anyone in on in this uh, podcast, three old timers like us, would be even uh, could countenance anything anything resembling a loss. But really, 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 given the Crystal Palace win, given the Chelsea loss at the weekend, given the gap that now exists, that little bit of a cushion, doesn't that have to go right down the priority list as a result, Cam? Yes. Play the youth team. Play the youth team. Put 11 behind the ball. Park the bus. Park the bus. Yeah, I'll take a point. The sky is on fire, Brent. The sky is on fire at those words. I think I I think that I think that makes you a terrible fella, Cam, in many ways. But I do get I get the impulse, man. I get the impulse. But what I'm saying I mean, is, in, in, in all seriousness, we 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 dropped the front three. In, in, in all in all seriousness, talk yeah. to me about bench. Yeah, in all seriousness, yeah. We look start at, with look at we start with, Well, there was no there was no bench. I get it. I, I'm, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, do you start Klein? Uh, we may not have a choice. Because you start, of, uh, well, yeah, you start with You start Yeah, you do. Yeah, you start Moreno. You start Daddy Ings. Yes. You start Dom Solanke. Yes. Oh. You give you give this uh, Connor Masterson kid a debut alongside Big Degsy. No. Or do you play Virgil? Or what do you do? That's the problem, isn't it? You can't. If it, I'd play Virgil with Connor. I wouldn't play Connor with Degsy. So I wouldn't trust Dexy. To, uh, Clavan. to injured. Clavan's Is injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clavan's, that's why he wasn't on the bench yesterday. That's why uh, it's kind of uh, massive. So, 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 would you would you be broadly in agreement, Carl, with that particular? Um, no. So, you no. Wouldn't, you wouldn't play any of those guys. No. Full strength. Bring you're, going, you're going full strength on Saturday at lunchtime. Did you play after us, don't you? Yeah, but it, we we've got. I mean, we've got issues with um, fatigue. The the, the Robertson needs a rest. So you've got oh, but I'm, I'm fine with Moreno. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Well, no, uh, Trent can't play. Can't play on on Saturday. He, he, he can, you know. He, he can, can, you know. Then, he's then, four then. years old. He's four years <laughs> old. <laughs> he, he's going to burn now. himself. Have you ever seen a four-year-old? Have you seen a four-year-old running around? They, 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 do, do you remember when you're? I've had I've had four of them. Trust so me, I've go. seen them. I've seen them. I, um, I, we've just got to think of them. Um, we don't need to win on Saturday. Yes, we do. <laughs> what we don't need to do is lose. We don't this, need to lose. This, this is where I'm. This is where I'm sort of veering yeah. way out of my normal spectrum here and going. Okay, just don't lose. And that's. That's because of the little gap that opened up last weekend, and the fact that that did open up gives us this little bit of leeway that we can. Well, I'm the other way on that. I say turn the screw. Now the gap closes, turn the screw. Carl, I love that, and that's half where I am as well. I'm kind of fifty-fifty on this. Part of me is thinking if we beat Everton on Saturday, we're more or less in the top four, and yeah. we we're, can... we're, we're in the top four. I, you know, calm, calm. We, we, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying we. I'm not saying we guaranteed it. Yeah, but this is a game where we can afford to drop two points. No, you, you, wouldn't, point. you wouldn't say we're in the last four of the of the, of the European no. Cup because you know. No, no, that, that, and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I want us to be as strong as possible for Tuesday. <laughs> I don't think I I fear the City game more than I fear the Everton three points. Off, off the top of your head, run me out your team. Run me out your team, real quick. There, go. 
Carry us, Go on, tell, to get, run me out your team really quick there, Cam. Harry um, no Sir, Moreno, uh, Virgil, Matteson, if we have to, um, oh, Klein, um, midfielder, no Wijnaldum. Hendo plays because he, he, he can't play. Uh, Who's your third midfielder? Bring Ben Woodburn in. Oh, come care. on, fella. Uh, well, I can't think because we got we can't play Ox. Can't play he won't, Ox. Because he Ox. can only manage one game a week. Ox is, um, Ox is only so, years old. Oh, fuck's sake, guy. Don't say that. It's taken me... I was promising myself I wasn't going to swear and you fucking write that. <laughs> Woodburn is injured. Woodburn. Thank, oh, all right. Woodburn is injured. So we can't have Woodburn. Um, all right, so I've got two in the midfield at the moment. I'd have uh, Ings and Solanke up front, so that leaves two players. I don't know, pick any two you like. No, you know, that's not, that's not what I asked you. I asked you to pick a team. You've got to pick a team here, fella. All right. Uh, I, I mean, do you play Jimmy Milner or do you play Ox? That's your choice here. Okay. Milner was dead. Milner's dead on his feet, so you'd have to play yeah. Ox. But that's because that's Milner, Milner was Milner, Milner, Milner was, was struggling at the end of the first half, I noticed. Yeah, he was, he was very close to my man, the match, I have to say. Yeah, and then like, the, the, the front three for you is uh, Ings I'll and bring Yang, bring Yang Dander in or someone. Okay, all right. I see where you're going with this. Uh, Carl, what changes do you make? Uh, Moreno, happy with that. Um, Klein, if what, I've got Trent on the bench in case there's a reaction to the injury. Um, you run Jordan Henderson until he can no longer walk. And... Um, I think maybe he might put Daniel Ings in, and um, I think he's going to play Mane. That's the first time I've ever heard him called Daniel Ings. Daniel, young Daniel Ings. <laughs> uh, well, he's younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's. I think he. I don't. I don't think he's not going to rest Firmino. I think he might rest Salah, even if he's okay. He might put him on the bench. Yeah, here's, the, here's the here's the thing. I I don't. I do not want to see. Sadio Mane anywhere near the pitch on Saturday and I'll tell you why if Mo Salah is not ready to go on Tuesday we absolutely need to have Sadio Mane alongside Bobby and we he need... scores against City a lot yeah so I don't want to see him near the pitch and that's where my that's where I start cutting my cloth uh, against Everton and that's where I can think that maybe we mightn't have our usual firepower, but we hopefully would be able to keep him out. And that's where maybe I'm thinking maybe we could sneak one, free kick, whatever. One of the midfielders might come up trumps. Who knows? Can, but, can I say, though, because I think we're ignoring the elephant in the room here. Everton are bloody awful. They are awful. They were embarrassing at City in the weekend. I watched that game. And you expect them to lose against Manchester City. But Jesus Christ, they were walking round. Yeah. They're not playing for that manager at all. They will keep themselves finished in the derby. I appreciate that, but... My God, they're not organised in the slightest. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. Look, basically, we're all crossing all appendages for Mo Salah for Tuesday. He's not going to play anyway. That would be my only thing. I would say, Mane, whatever, if you're going to play Bobby Firmino, because Bobby Firmino is like, as producer Guy t- says about about um, about James Miller, that he's a cyborg. So is Bobby Firmino. He's yeah. a, a remarkable uh, specimen of, 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 of a human. And he seems to be able to just keep going and going. And 
if Klopp wants to play him uh, because he's so vital to the system, I get that. I do kind of get that. Uh, maybe even give him 60 minutes or whatever. And he did come off after 70 in what was a massively yeah. ballsy move by Jurgen Klopp to, 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 to take him off after. Because he, he wants to slank it on the ball up. That's right. Yeah. And boy, did that kid come on and do and, it. And he did. And he really he did. Was, he was fucking brilliant. He genuinely yeah. was. Um, Look, uh, that's uh, so we're, we're, we've got vastly different ideas on how we're going to approach the everything game. Um, if I was to put you on the spot and say to you, um, what are you thinking in terms of uh, the the two results coming up? Then Cam, um, how do you feel both of them are going to go? If I was to put you on the spot and say, go on, give me a shout. Um, oh, do I have to uh, draw on Saturday? Oh, uh, and. We'll scrape through on Tuesday. You think it could be tight on Tuesday? Uh, yeah, Carl, yeah. What, what, what? They're too good a team. Yeah, yeah. But what's your gut feeling, Carl? Win on Saturday heavily um, with Alibos crying at half-time in the centre <laughs> circle. Um, and 1-1 draw at the FDM. Uh, well, I would take I would take either of your uh, combos of results, but I'd much prefer yours, Carl, to be honest. Um before we go, we should try to take it away from the football. I'm noticing now, I think we started approximately an hour ago or so. So I just want to get one or two little questions in that are of a non-football nature before we finish up. My question for you this week is, who is your favorite comedy duo of all time? I will start the ball rolling here by saying that mine, despite the fact that I'm old enough to remember uh, certainly replays of people like um, you know, uh, Dudley Moore and and, and, and and his buddy and people like um, the two Ronnies and that kind of thing. But for me, when I was sort of late teens, early 20s, it was Vic and Bob and they're very much the dominant pair for me, I have to say. Uh, basically, anything they've done, I've enjoyed uh, to various levels. Some of it immensely. I think their second season, the first um, Smell of Reeves and Mortimer, that's a, a high point of comedy for me. Really is. It's better than Big Night Out because it's just them at their most mental and inventive. And I just, love of Deborah Winger's being great oh, song. Good God. Michael, I, Michael York's belly full. It's me, it's me, Lucky Carpet. The, the bloke from Go West. All of these wonderful... <laughs> Fucking Lovejoy, Lovejoy saying that he invented the bag or something. It's immense. Yeah. It's just yeah. so, so good. But anyway, um, Carl, I'm hearing that you would probably concur with Vic and Bob, but do you have a duo that goes higher for you? I do. I, I do. I like Morecambe Wise. I think Rick and, Rick and Aid were fantastic. But this isn't, the one I've got isn't really a traditional duo, but they sort of were. Um, I absolutely adore Tony Hancock and everything about him. And him and Sid James, I thought, were just perfect. If anyone wants to know anything about them, I, I beg you to go on YouTube and look at The Missing Page. There's a story called The Missing Page, and I swear to God I know every word of it. It's just genius. Is this just a one-off sketch with, with Hancock? No, it's just an episode. It's Hancock's Half Hour. Okay. No, it's okay. not a sketch. No, it's a, it's a full sitcom. Basically, he goes to the library uh, to read a book called Lady Don't Fall Backwards. And... Uh, uh, the, the, the last page is missing, so they have to try and work out what's going on in the book, and it's just brilliant. This sounds a bit, no, oh, not really, but did that that classic episode of the Likely Lads again? That's kind of a two-hander as well, really. Yeah. Um, uh, the one, the one where they they the, 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 don't want to hear the football result. What yeah. what a gem that is. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come 
to you, Cam. But before I do, I'd like to just point out that in the background, producer guy has really gone down in my estimation by mentioning the fucking Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> Although a decent shout for a fella who's as 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 comparatively nipperish as as guy is is uh, a more recent duo of matt lucas and david williams he's popping into the conversation here uh, and fair dues i suppose if you're about uh, 13 or 14 like guy is that is a good duo uh, for, you, uh, for you to think about who would you go with cam if you had to be if you were, if you were put on the spot um laurel and hardy yeah yeah, yeah. No, no complaints there at all. I actually watched some gems by them recently. Just, they're just brilliant. Opinion. They're just yeah. amazing. Yeah, County, have, you seen, amazing. have you seen County Hospital? County Hospital, like that. Oh, it's it's the one where Ollie's in bed and he's really really happy. And uh, Robin Ince talks about this on the podcast, and he's absolutely right. Um, and Laurel walks, uh, Laurel walks in, and there's just a little look of Ollie Har- Oliver Hardy's face, where you can just see him going. This is going to go wrong. Just a tiny little look at the camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. There, there's so many gems. Well, look, you can't really argue with the originals. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably a good. Share. N- next week, by the way, and just to let the let the folks know what's coming up because we don't have time. We're, we're seriously going over the clock here. Next week, I'm going to ask you two questions at the end. What's a good album? Is question number one, and question number two is. Talk to me about Netflix. Now, you can have issues or you can talk to me about series. I don't care, but that's where we're going. So that will be our topics. And if the people who are listening want to get involved and uh, throw us a few things this time next uh, week or during the week, feel free. Or feel free to go full tumbleweed like you did last time we asked you for questions. We don't care one way or the other. But that is where we're going to leave it for this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. By the time we speak to you again, the Reds will have played the Blue Noses and the Blue Moaners. And the shape of the season will be much, much clearer. My thanks as ever to Carl and Cam. And before we sign off, Carl, is there anything you'd like to share with the people? Uh, my podcast, uh, my podcast, I'm talking about my <laughs> blog, Some Green Grass and a Bull. Uh, I now have guest writers, uh, Stephen Scrag, great, and Jamie Henderson, who's a friend of mine, who's written his first ever article this month about Palmer. And I've just written an article about um, the Battle of Nuremberg, the one. Holland Nail in 2006. So that's, th- that's, that's three by you now as well, with the Royal Vallecano one and the original, uh, Carlos Puyol. Carlos Puyol one as well. So what, so what, what have we got? We're up to five pieces on the, on the, on I the I've block. had done West, West, uh, Germany against Austria as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So we were, it's a game that never happened. Building up to a nice little yeah. uh, body of work there at this stage. And Cam, anything you'd like to give a shout to or anything you want to just talk about before we go? Um, people, seven day free trial. AI Pro, do it. Don't be stupid. Got nothing to lose. <laughs> Trust me. You will be blessed immensely by the good Lord or whoever you believe in. Trust me. Said the yeah, don't be stupid, says Branch. Don't, don't be stupid. <laughs> yeah, don't be like me. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough for us to end on, really, I think. So let us... Extend our thanks to you, lovely listener. We do massively appreciate you, and Carl and Cam and myself. We value your support immensely. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Red. We're really getting towards the business end of the season here, and it's lovely to be still involved. So stay with us for the run-in. Hopefully, the run-in will be as exciting as be Jesus, and you'll be able to share that with us. In the meantime, be kind to each other and stay safe out there. 
Social Podcast Network. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 